Welcome back to the Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin Hell. I'm the pastor here at Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of scripture and theology. Right now on the Daily Devotion, we're working our way through the letter that Peter wrote to the elect exiles, his first letter, and we're up to verses 14 through 16 of chapter 1. I'm going to read these verses and then we'll continue our look at these two verses or these three verses and what they have to say to us about the Christian life. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. Most gracious Father, we thank you once again for your word. Would you strengthen us now by your spirit that I may speak, that we all may hear your word in the power of your spirit, and that as we do, we too may be comforted with the gospel and transformed in our life in this world, that we may learn to live in light of our new identity as your children. We ask this in Christ's most precious name. Amen. Well, Yesterday, we looked at this reality that we are obedient children, that that's kind of where Peter begins his comments about how it is that we are to live as obedient children. We talked about how that, that implies identity and it implies character. And it, we looked at Romans 8 and talked about how it implies security because we are heirs with Christ and how it implies hope because we have been born into a living hope, as Peter told us earlier in his introduction to this great letter. Well, now Peter sets up this contrast. Do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. So there's this contrast. Because you are children, don't be this way anymore. Now be this way. Don't be, he says, conform to the passions of your former ignorance. It's interesting that he sets this in the passive, not being conformed. This is, I think, helpful. This word is only used twice in the New Testament here and in Romans 12, 2 that we'll look at in a moment. And in both cases, we find that it's passive. In Romans 12, it could be read as a middle. That probably means nothing to you, but it can also be read there as a passive, which is probably the better idea. The New English translation, the Net Bible, uh, as it's commonly called in their notes, point out the, the cleverness of this because it's oftentimes very passively that we end up being conformed to the world around us. If we think of water being poured into a container... It passively takes the shape of the container into which it is poured. It exhibits really almost no will. If you were to pour it into a different container, there would be no effort whatsoever for that water to maintain the shape that it did have in the previous container. It just automatically goes to the shape of the container that it is found in. And so, too often... This is the case with us. That we passively 
conform to the world around us. We passively just get poured into this container of, of our context and, and our life and the, the influences that are around us. And we end up with very little thought and far less thought than we give ourselves credit for. We end up simply being like the world around us. If we move to a new town, if we find new sets of friends, all of a sudden we end up looking and being like that. I remember when I was given a motorcycle a few years back and a guy that used to be uh, here in Conway with Reform University Fellowship, RUF, named Bradford Green, he saw that I got the motorcycle and he said, so, is this going to change how you dress? And I thought about that for a second and, and was like, well, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, you know, are you going to start dressing like a biker now? Are you going to be conformed to the life that is expected of bikers that ride these loud motorcycles with tall handlebars and all of this? The reality is I already kind of looked like that, but, but that was a real gut check for me. Because I already had picked out the motorcycle boots that I wanted, the black leather heavy big motorcycle boots that I wanted. I already knew the black short helmet that I wanted. The, the reality was, well, yeah. And But it was almost passive. It was just automatic. I got poured into this container of having a motorcycle and all of a sudden, like, ah, here we go. I'm going to do it this way now. I'm going to live this way now. I'm, I'm going to build this identity this way now. We so often just passively take the shape of the world around us. And here, Peter, and he's not alone in this call, is reminding us not to do that. Not to passively take the shape of the passions of our former ignorance. When we weren't children of God, we lived and thought a certain way. When we weren't children of God, born into this new identity, when we weren't children of God, heirs with Christ, when we weren't children of God, given the Spirit of God to shape us according to His character, it was the passions of our former ignorance, of our formerly not knowing the gospel, not knowing the hope that we have in Christ, not knowing the realities of God, not knowing his character, not knowing his ways and his laws. It was those patterns that we passively conformed to. And Peter is saying that is not the way of the Christian. But man... Is it not so easy to fall into that trap? To, to stop thinking with a new mind, renewed by the gospel, and just match the world around us, and deal with life according to the world around us, and deal with our issues according to the world around us, and, and their means and their methods, and, and find our pleasures in the things that the world around us finds pleasure in, and, and find our security and our hope and our identity in the things that the world around us finds their identity and hope and security in. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, beginning in verse 17, 
Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance, same word as in 1 Peter, because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former, again, same word as in Peter, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Again, we see this idea that redemption isn't just about us being the same person with the promise of heaven. That redemption also includes the idea that we have been transformed by our new relationship to God. By our having been born again, a new identity has come. By us now having a new hope, a new way of life has come. By us now having a new security in the gospel, a new way to understand the present life has come because the future is now secure. And so we ought not continue being conformed to our former manner of life that is corrupt through these deceitful desires. To put it as Paul does in Galatians, we ought not to walk in the flesh. We ought to walk in the spirit. Paul deals with this same idea of conformity using, this is the other use of this word in Romans chapter 12. After laying out the wonders of the gospel and, and all of the, the beauty of, uh, of justification and our redemption and all of you know our, our adoption, and all of these glorious beauties of election and everything in Romans 1 through 11, he says in chapter 12, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, in other words, in light of everything that I have just said in these first 11 chapters, in light of the fact that while you were sinners, God loved you and sent his son to die for you, in light of the fact that there is no condemnation, in light of the fact that you are the elect of God, in light of the fact that you have been adopted as his children, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed. There's that word. Do not be conformed, again in the passive, to this world. Don't just fit the container in which you find yourself physically. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. As children of God... We have been given the Spirit to be our helper, to be our guide, to put to death the deeds of the flesh, to call to remembrance those things that we have been taught in Christ. And that is the manner of life that we are called to live. Not one of passively conforming to the world around us, but a life with the Spirit's help of actively conforming 
to the character of God. We're going to hear more about what that is tomorrow. Today, might we, with the Spirit's help, learn to put off the passivity of conformity to the world around us and rest and hope and live as obedient children. May Christ be with you. Thank you.